It's time to get educated about everything Bachelor. It's time for the Bachelor Degree. Here are your hosts, Jill Morgan and Maddie Moore. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Bachelor Degree. We are here to set you up for your degree in all things Bachelor Nation. Once again, I'm your host, Jill Morgan, and I'm here alongside my co-host, Maddie Moore. Hey, everyone. We are back for another week. Feels kind of crazy that Tasha's season is over. Um, yeah, it really is. And I feel like they've kind of just had like such a long time now that they've been together since the show ended. And, you know, they've been doing obviously a ton of press right now, but it's kind of cute to like be able to see them on social media yeah. and see what they're up to. Yeah, it's been nice to see them as like an actual couple out in the open because everyone knows, as I said, I'm a Ben stan, but you know, <laughs> I, I'm happy for Tasha no matter what. And I'm happy that she found Zach and they seem to be doing really great together. So we'll see how yeah, it goes. For sure. It seems like, I think she's in New York City right now with him, which is where he lives. Um, mm-hmm. But she's been like posting some stuff and it seems like they're doing lots of press and kind of she said she needed to like make his apartment not look like a bachelor pad uh, which is funny (laughs) but I don't know maybe she'll be moving to New York or he'll be going to LA but um hopefully you know everything goes well with them and I can't believe that in just a couple of days we're gonna have Matt's season starting it's so crazy I saw an Instagram post I think this morning saying like showing all the shows that they had this year. And it's crazy to think that last year, like from today was Peter's season. Like that just seems so long ago. Yeah. That seems wild. I know it was Peter's season. And then we had listen to your heart, like right when the pandemic hit and then like greatest of all time and then Claire and Tasha and now Matt. So it's like five different shows we've had in a year, even though Peter's season feels like yesterday. Right. Well, it's kind of crazy because like, I feel like for most shows, the pandemic like slowed things up, but it seems like it just like sped everything up. They're still thriving. Yeah, they're still thriving. (laughs) I mean, like we can't be surprised. No, 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 no. It's the bachelor point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. I'm like, Chris Harrison's like, let's get this show on the road. (laughs) It's like, I need to make my money, even though he's like probably a millionaire. So (laughs) sure he's loaded. Yeah. (laughs) So we wanted to do an episode this week, even though there isn't, um, you know, obviously the bachelor episode yet. We'll have that next week for you guys, starting with Matt James this season. But we thought instead um, of just like kind of coming on here and talking about the contestants, because we are a collegiate college podcast, we wanted to do like a categories superlative segment. Yeah. Um, so I feel like Jill can explain this better. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if you've had a yearbook probably in high school, you know, you do the superlatives and most likely to, or, you know, cutest couple or you, I, I don't know. I mean, at least my, my high school did it. Um, yes. So yeah, that's sort of what we did instead of, you know, talking about all like 32 women because you know that could go on for hours and there's a ton of (laughs) podcasts out there that have done it already so kind of wanted to switch it up and do the superlative type most likely to kind of thing yeah (laughs) yeah no for sure I'm excited um and after this segment we're really really excited to have another special guest for you guys we are having reality Steve on the show 
which is so exciting. I feel like I can't wait to talk to him and hear you guys listen to the interview um, and just get to like know more about him because I feel like he's kind of this guy that like sits behind a computer um, and like has all of these spoilers. And it's like, okay, how do you know all of this stuff? Like, where do you get your information? How did you get started? So I'm really excited to have you all listen to that at the end of this segment. Yes, we're so excited. (laughs) All right, let's hop in with our first category. Um, So I feel like a huge thing on The Bachelor is always like, who's the villain going to be? And so we have a most likely to be the villain category. Yeah, so we both put Victoria, who... Okay, so let's preface this with saying we only looked at their photos and we skimmed some of their bios and we're just, we're we're judging, okay? That's what we're doing right now. I think we'll be able to give more formal-based decisions, obviously, once we see the first episode and we'll kind of switch up our answers a little bit, but this is just going off of their images and just want to preface that so yeah, yeah thank so we- god <laughs> thanks for prefacing that because I was just happening like villains definitely Victoria but <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah we both put Victoria I put her because from the promo after Tasha's season aired she was the one who was crying and called herself the queen and everything and seemed mm-hmm. like there was a lot of drama centering around her and Usually that's the case with the villain. So that's why I kind of gave that to her. How about you? Yeah, no, definitely. I think just the fact that her title as a job is queen, it's like you're already putting the target on your back. Like, Was that her job lie? title? Queen? Her job title says queen. Oh yeah. Like, and I'm like, okay, so you already have a target on your back. She like <laughs> walks in with the tiara on and then she like trips up the stairs in the promo, which is hilarious. Yeah. Um, and it just seems, at least the way that they portrayed her in the promo after Tasha's um, finale, I definitely think she's going to be stirring up the pot a lot. Whether she'll be the quote-unquote villain, we'll have to wait and see. Um, yeah. But I definitely think she's going to cause a lot of drama among the girls. And I think that like she probably draws a lot of attention to herself doing that night one. Like That normally mm-hmm. draws attention to you. So. Yeah. I could see her being the villain. Maybe some alcohol got involved. Who knows? I'm, I'm sure. The alcohol is <laughs> always flowing at the Bachelor Mansion. Yeah. Now oh, yeah. they're going to be, where are they at this? Um... It's called um, Nima Colon. I think it's in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Really? Beautiful resort though. It's so pretty. The Real Housewives of Potomac went there on a vacation. And that's the only reason I know about it is because of Real Housewives. So they're not in California. No, they're not. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm excited. Wow, crazy. Yeah, yeah, that'll be really cool. And it looks like in the promo, it looked like they were able to have a lot cooler updates than like Tasha and Claire got to have, <laughs> um, which probably because like when they were filming, they were, we were like in the thick of the pandemic when like literally everything was off limits. For sure. Um, so I think his dates should be more fun, hopefully. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, yeah, but we'll see. Yeah. So, all right. Our second category is most likely to get the first impression, Rose. Who did you say, Joe? I said Abigail. So Abigail is... 25 she's a client financial manager from Beaverton Oregon and I don't know I picked her she kind of looks like the girl next door has a really sweet smile um she's the first one on the cast list I don't know she kind of just she's the first one she stood out to me and I could see them kind of meshing I don't know yeah 
yeah not a good I, impression I feel like Abigail's pretty high up on my list as well in terms of like where I think she'll end up in the season mm-hmm. um but for my first impression Rose I said Piper she is 23 and she's a graduate student from Oregon and I just feel like she looks super cute super wholesome um like in her bio it says she's truly the total package um I don't know she just looks really fun she looks more down to earth I think than a lot of the other girls Mm -hmm. up here in their pictures at least (laughs) um so yeah I think that Matt will be like attracted to a woman like that yeah Um, I agree I mean it was interesting to hear from the promo that he's never been in love before so I think that'll play like a really crucial part to this season no, for sure. I mean, I can't wait to get to know Matt more because I feel like we've been saying this for the past couple of weeks. Like, I feel like I know him a little bit because of Tyler Cameron's relationship with him mm-hmm. and like quarantine crew and all of that stuff. But I feel like this is going to be a great opportunity for us to get to know really, like truly who he is Agreed. Um, Agreed. and about his past. Yeah, so First impression, Rose, normally that person ends up in the final four. Does Abigail end up in your final four? She does indeed. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I put Abigail, Lauren, Sarah, and Brie. And like I said before, I'm just going off of first impressions of looking at them on this cast list. So I talked about Abigail before. Now, Lauren is let me find her she's 29 a corporate attorney she's from miami florida i don't know she gives me like rachel Lindsay vibes where she's this boss bitch and she's like very independent and i don't know she's she's a beautiful smile so mm-hmm. that's why i picked her and then sarah so she's 24 broadcast journalist from San Diego, California. And she actually popped up on my TikTok feed. Really? (laughs) And she was like fire breathing, I think, or doing something with fire. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. I was like, oh, spicy. Okay. So (laughs) I don't know, kind of just went with her and I like, I don't know, broadcast communications. I was like, okay, cool. That's me. We love a broadcast journalist. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking of you, Maddie. (laughs) And then my last pick was Brie and she's 24, a communication manager from San Francisco, California. And again, just really pretty, nice smile, seems very personable. And that's kind of my theme, I guess, with my final four. So how about you? Okay. So mine is, I have Piper in there who we just talked about, um, who I think is going to get the first impression rose. Mm -hmm. And then I I also have Abigail, um, kind of for the same reasons you said, I just feel like she looks really fun. Like, I don't know why, but like just her picture makes me feel like she's like this really fun outgoing person. Mm -hmm. Um, and then my third person is, I don't fully know how to pronounce her name. Is it, but okay. is it Liana? Oh, Elena. Elena? Iliana? Oh, it might be Iliana. Iliana? I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out in a week. <laughs> I feel like Iliana. I'm going to go with Iliana. And then if okay. it's wrong on Monday, we'll correct it. Yes. But Iliana is in my top four. She looks so cute. Um, She's a health food developer from New York City. And she Ooh. created, yeah, she created a nutritional yes. snack called funky monkey energy which sounds super cool yeah um 
Yeah, and I don't know. She just seems really wholesome. She says mm-hmm. the type of woman who would rather cuddle up on the couch with a glass of wine, spend some quality Girl, time same. together. <laughs> yeah, literally. I'm like, okay, we would be friends. <laughs> um, and then my fourth one was what Jill was just saying. Siana? Sine? Sine. We're so sorry that wait. we're butchering your names. <laughs> I know. We're going to get it right. We're going to get it right. I can't yes. even find her. Oh, wait. Here she is. At the bottom. Yep. We have the cast list up. <laughs> we're going to go with Sine for now. She's an IT consultant from Denver, Colorado. Shout out to Ben Higgins. He's Ooh. from Denver. <laughs> um, and yeah, she just looks really fun. She, oh, it seems like she's pretty well traveled. She's from Florida originally. And yeah, she's just really pretty. And she's 25. Um, so yeah, those are my top four. We're going with that. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah. Might cool. change. <laughs> I, oh, it'll change so much. Yes. Um, but all right. So next category we have is most likely to have the first kiss. All right. Why don't you go first? Let's switch it up. Who'd you put? Okay. So I actually put someone that's not in my final four. I put Sarah. Okay. Oh, yeah. She's cute. Oh, she's a broadcaster. Yeah, she's in my top four. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. She totally – it's so funny because I feel like a lot of broadcast journalists kind of have, like, similar looks. Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, like, not always, but there – I feel like there is sort of – and she a totally look. fits the part. Yeah. <laughs> um, she really – like, I could totally see her being on TV. Um, but, yeah, she looks like she knows what she wants and she's, like, not afraid to get it. It's kind mm-hmm. of like the vibe I'm getting from her. She's 24 from San Diego. Um, she seems super adventurous and from, at least from her bio, um, she's really into fitness. I don't know. I just feel like she's going to be like a go-getter who, if like she has that spark with him, she's going to go and like pursue that. Yeah. Um, that, so I think good. she'll take the first kiss. All right. That, that seems like a good, good guess. I put- wait. This is so funny. Sorry, but it says no, Sarah's didn't. personal superhero is Oprah Winfrey. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> I saw that too. <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah. So I put Mari or Mary. I, I don't know. I'm really sorry, but she's 24, a marketing director from Odenton, Maryland. And I don't know. I remember seeing from the preview. I don't know if it's her. I was sort of just like going off of looks, but if she's the one that comes up in like the lingerie and the robe and everything, I don't know. If it wasn't her, that's the person who I think is going to have the first kiss and they're already being bold with what they're wearing. So I think that they're going to be bold and try and snag the first kiss. So if it's not Mari or Mary, then whoever that was, I think it's going to be that girl. Okay. So lingerie girl, she's popping <laughs> off getting that first kiss. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> awesome. Love it. We'll see. Night one is always like such a nightmare and I can't wait for it because it's like so drama filled, especially when it comes to like the bachelor, because you have so many girls mm-hmm. and you obviously like immediately judge off of like first impressions. And so when they come in, it's always like, it's hectic. It's chaotic. I can't wait. It is chaos. Yeah. <laughs> so sure. our next category is most likely to have the first one-on-one date. So who'd you mm-hmm. put? So I put Cassandra. She's 25. She's a social worker from Newport Beach. Isn't that where Tasha's from? I, somewhere in no, Orange Tasha's County. No, Tasha's from Orange County. 
but I'm not aware in Orange County. <laughs> I think Newport Beach could be in Orange County. I'm so bad with California geography. <laughs> I'm bad with freaking New York geography and I'm from here. Like I can't do California. <laughs> and you geography. lived in California for like yeah. three months. <laughs> I, don't catch me with geography questions because I have no clue. I, I could barely find you. I could barely find my way to the freaking I don't even know. I'm you so bad that by now. <laughs> yeah. Like us trying to get around London. I was like, can someone else hear the directions? Because I don't know where we're going. <laughs> anyway, I think Cassandra's going to get the first one-on-one date. Um, and I don't really know why, but I just feel like she seems like she has really cool energy. Um, she's super cute. And I think that like Matt could definitely be attracted to her and want to get to know more about her. Um, she says she's scared of the dark. She hates it when people eat food off her plate mm. and sunflowers make her happy. All right. Okay. Cool. Cool. Well, maybe we'll see what happens, but I think I'm going with Cassandra for right. first one-on-one. Good pick. Good pick. I put Ileana or Elena or I- Ileana. <laughs> it, it, I think let's just go with Ileana. Okay, let's go with Ileana for the rest of this time. So okay. I put her. Um, I don't know. She kind of now looking more at her, she gives me Vanessa Grimaldi vibes. I don't know, just very sweet and down to earth. Yeah. And I don't know. I like Vanessa got the first one on one with Nick. I don't know. I feel like she could snag it. Let me look into her bio a little bit. Um, she is an orange tabby cat named Sir Theo who goes to the bathroom in the toilet and wears a bow tie. He's very what? see Bennett is the I'm cat sorry. Bennett. <laughs> what the heck? That's booze. <laughs> and she has a major weakness for snacking. Girl, same. I oh, love to I mean, snack. So love a good snack. Relatable. Yeah. It says so. she was also a synchronized ice sk- on a synchronized ice skating team. Mm-hmm. I feel like she has like a super round face. Like very pretty, but like her face very is pretty. very round. Yeah. Yeah. She's super pretty. So mm-hmm. yeah. And um, like I said, Cassandra is my one-on-one date. Mm-hmm. Um, But similar to what you're saying with the one-on-one date, I think Ileana is the most likely to receive the final rose slash potentially get engaged to Matt. Hmm. And that? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I think, I, I definitely think a big reason why, um, is because she's like a health food developer. And I feel like Matt is really into fitness and really into um, like eating healthy and working out all the time. And I Mm -hmm. feel like she is someone that would mesh well with him. And also like, she's obviously super smart. And it says like her first sentence of her bio is like, Ileana is a perfect mix of beauty and brains. Um, Like she's an entrepreneur. I just feel like that's sort of like Matt's vibe too. and like she's from New York City. I don't know. I just I really think that they're gonna mesh well together. Yeah. And I could totally see them being like the cutest couple ever. So that, yeah, that, that's a with great literally point. no other information than looking at their pictures <laughs> in their bios. I'm gonna go with that. <laughs> that's actually a good choice. You're kind of making me want to change my answer because you know, mm-hmm. him and Tyler in New York constantly, and like mm-hmm. you said, he's really into fitness and I could definitely see Matt going for someone who's the beauty and the brains and this sounds like a Miss America campaign or whatever but oh my God, literally. 
Yeah, but I initially picked Abigail and I picked her for a few of my other categories. I don't know. I just, let's see, I'm going to click into her. It just says she's a beautiful soul from the Pacific Northwest who says that mm-hmm. nothing makes her happier than enjoying a cold local microbrew <laughs> on a beautiful organ. Wait, what is a microbrew? Uh, is that coffee? I'm looking it up. I think it's coffee. What defines a microbrewery? It's a brewery that produces 15,000 barrels or less of beer per year. Oh, oh, so it is alcohol. Okay. Okay. All right. Clearly we know what we're talking about. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. I just see her going pretty far. She loves to spend her free time golfing with her grandparents. So she's clearly like spending time with her family. She loves Calvin Harris because his beats slap. Wow. Okay. Pop off. But Sure. And um, her favorite way to approach a guy is by accidentally bumping into them. I mean, I think we would all kind of like that. Very, very well. So I don't know. Seriously, I just see her going pretty far, very down to earth, like Ileana. And yeah. Yeah. And interesting, Ileana and Abigail are both 25. How old is Matt? I don't know. That's what I was trying to find. I feel like maybe he's late 20s or early 30s. Matt is 29. Oh, okay. So I was going to get born on December 5th, 1991. Interesting. Okay. So a couple more categories we have, um, most likely to cry first. What I actually, we both said the same thing, which is the same category for most likely to be the villain. We said Victoria. Victoria. Yeah. For obvious I mean, reasons. <laughs> right. It's just so obvious. Like if she's going to be the villain, she's probably going to be making people cry. But like, I also think she's going to be super dramatic. Yeah. Cry um, herself. Yeah. So All Victoria good. for sure. Um, next category, we said most likely to drop the L-bomb first. So either saying like, I'm falling in love with you or I love I you. I love you. Um, Jill, who do you Or say? I can see myself falling in love with you. All of the ways. Right. Um, right. I said Kit and... So Kit is 21. She's a fashion entrepreneur, which is, and she's from New York, which is scary because you're, wait, you're 22? Yes. 22. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're her age, basically. You're older than her, which is scary to think that, you know, she's going on there to get engaged to Matt girl okay sure yeah, like, calm down. Please <laughs> um, calm down. yeah I don't know I picked her because she's young she might want to do it to save herself to be on the show I don't know kind of pull a Blake where she's throwing a Hail Mary so that's kind of why I went with her mm, okay okay I like it I kind of did a complete shot in the dark here uh for this category I was like well Obviously depends on like who makes it toward the end. Um, but I just went with Chelsea. Um, Chelsea is 28 years old. She's from Brooklyn and she's a runway model. Mm. Um, and I don't know. I just thought maybe let's go with someone different that we haven't had in any of the other categories yet. Um, and yeah, she seems awesome from her, from her bio. She quit her job. She was working in corporate America and she walked, she strutted her way into the world of modeling and never looked back. Um, (laughs) and yeah, I don't know. I think it could potentially be Chelsea. So we'll see what happens. All right. So our next category is most likely to say, quote, you're here for the wrong reasons, which we all know is said once every season. And it looks like we both picked Serena, but there's two Serena's. So Mm -hmm. You picked Serena C. 
<laughs> yeah. Serena C, I feel like she um, just has that look potentially of mm-hmm. like stirring the pot a little bit. Um, she's a flight attendant from San Francisco. She's 24. She's gorgeous. Um, she's a free spirit who loves adventure and is always up for a good time. I could kind of see her being like a little bit of like the wild child in the group mm-hmm. or like kind of the one that's just like stirring the pot on uh, in like being a little bit dramatic. So I feel like those types of people normally end up being the ones that are like calling other people out for not being there for the right reasons. So yeah. I went with Serena C. Yeah. And I went with Serena P who is 22. She's a publicist from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. So she's a Canadian. I don't know. I kind of decided to pick someone who was young and I feel like you know, they're maybe not necessarily there for the right reasons, but they kind of put it on other people and call people out that they're there for the wrong reasons. That's a good way to think of it. I don't know. It says that she would love to have a pet chicken so she could have a pet and an endless supply of eggs all in one. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) So, um, yeah, she's there for the wrong reasons, but I think she's going (laughs) to say it to someone else. (laughs) Interesting. Well, we'll, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our final category is most likely to be on Bachelor in Paradise, which we love to talk about. And mm-hmm. I can't wait for the next Bachelor in Paradise because Please. so many amazing men from Claire and Tasha season will hopefully be on there. Um, but there are bound to be many girls from this season of James or Matt James's season to be on as well. Yes. Um, so Jill, who did you say? So I went back to our Miss Little Kit Kittredge. <laughs> um, kind of like what I said before, she's young. She's 21. I don't know. She, she's into fashion. I could just see her like hitting the beaches in her little revolves and, you know, Princess Polly swimsuits. And um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, doing a bunch of clothing hauls. So that's kind of why I went with her. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um. I think for the most likely to be on Bachelor in Paradise, I picked Callie. Uh, We have not heard her name, at least in our category so far, Mm -hmm. but she is 26 and she's a hostess from Chicago. Um, And I don't know, I think that she would just be really fun. She says in her bio, she's witty and charismatic and not afraid to laugh at herself. Um, I could just see her, like for some reason, looking at her, I get um, Kaylin vibes. Is it Kaylin? Kaylin? Yeah. I, I get like that hmm. type of vibe from her. She seems like adventurous and fun. Um, so I'm going with her. All right. So that's all our categories. And you can obviously go to abc.com to check out all of the girls' bios and see what they're about. Yeah. And let us know um, on Instagram when we post this episode, you know, let us know in our comments what you think uh, for any of these categories. And we'll all have to wait and see what happens when Matt's season starts on Monday. Ooh, can't freaking wait. (laughs) I'm so excited. Me too. So before we get into our interview with Reality Steve, there's actually quite a bit of Bachelor news that we need to discuss because we've been racking it up these past couple weeks. So the first one is that Ari and Lauren Leyendijk announced that they are expecting twins in July of 2021. I know it was so cute their announcement and like they were just so shocked that Mm -hmm. they're having twins so cute especially because Lauren had um a miscarriage Mm -hmm. and the fact that they're having twins now is just like 
That's crazy. I can't even imagine. (laughs) Yeah. They, um, the, the only thing I will say, which like, I think I said this before on our podcast, she like makes Instagrams for her kids. Have you ever seen that? She now is one called Lion Dyke Twins. Right. And I just like, (laughs) I personally don't like it because I feel like, and maybe this is just, I don't know, but definitely a personal opinion. I don't think it's just you. (laughs) Yeah, probably not just me. But like, (laughs) I just don't like when parents make Instagram pages like for their children who like don't have the opportunity to say like, no, I don't want that picture posted. And like, she acts like them like she literally writes as if she's a lessie which is her younger daughter mm-hmm. um and then like so it'll be like oh like I'm in mommy's tummy right now and it's just like that like the baby is not saying that like can't you just post that on like your own account yeah I don't know it just no, yeah. bugs me but I now we that. have double the content with the twins so I'm yeah. sure we'll get lots of Instagram content oh, from for sure yeah definitely So that's a bit of exciting news. However, um, we heard, I think about a week ago that Carly and Evan Bass are splitting after three years of marriage. I was kind of like surprised by this. I feel like me too. I I mean, I, I don't, I don't think I follow either of them, but like, I did not see this coming. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I thought they were Endgame. I know. And they're like super close with Jade and Tanner. Um, and I don't know. I just always thought that they were both super goofy and fun. Um, and I like always thought they would work out, but I guess they didn't. And it kind of sucks because their kids are so young too. Yeah. They just Um, had a kid together. Right. They literally just, and they're all, they're all such, you know, little peanuts, but hopefully it'll be the right decision for them. Um, and following on our trend of sad news, but they're doing better. Um, Caitlin Bristow and Jason Tardick were both diagnosed with COVID right before the holidays. So they took to Instagram um, to share with everyone that they had been diagnosed with it. And it kind of sucked because they had shared like in their Instagram, I don't know if they were live or whatnot, um, but they had been being like super careful right before the holidays because they were going to see family. Um, but they let one person come over who like gets tested daily, I guess, for work. Um, mm. And she like the day she came over, she found out like the following day that at work, her test came back positive. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh so it really God. sucked. It was <sighs> like, they literally have been being so careful. But obviously, like they said in their, you know, their um, video about it, like, you really can never be too careful. Like you obviously don't know when or how you're going to be exposed, but they were both pretty sick for a little while. Um, but they're both on the mend and they've, um, been kind of keeping everyone updated on how they're doing. So it seems like they're doing a lot better now. Um, but yeah, that's definitely sucked for them, but luckily, um, they were, they were okay from it. Um, which obviously so many people have not been so. Right. Well, happy that they're feeling better. And going back to some more exciting news, Jordan Kimball from Becca Kufrin's season of The Bachelorette is now engaged. I never <laughs> thought he would get engaged. I Me thought he would himself. Like, he's literally so in love with himself. Like, how can he love someone else? Literally, if anyone doesn't remember, Jordan is the one who had, like, the gold pair of shorts that I think he like was going to give Becca, but he decided to keep for himself or whatever. He's yeah. so weird. Crazy. I, I, I mean, like he was funny. He like, he definitely yeah. like made it a really funny season, but he was a lot. He, he was a lot. And yeah, I was, I was shocked when I saw this. I was like, 
so who's this girl? Like, clearly she's not in, in Bachelor Nation, um, mm-hmm. was never on the show. So I'm happy for him. I'm glad he's engaged. And I hope, hope they have a long, successful marriage. Hopefully. Yeah, she was cute. The video was <laughs> yeah. cute that they posted. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that our final piece of Bachelor news, which this is news to me as well, um, rumors were swirling that Chris Harrison was moving to Texas. Uh, which then fueled Bachelor exit rumors, but he came out and said that he will not be leaving anytime soon. I didn't even see this, Joe. Yeah, I think, honestly, my dad sent me the article from page six. Mm. My dad just sends me some articles sometimes. I love it. Yeah, and um, yeah, people were saying like, oh, he's like building a house in Texas, I think. So people Mm. were like, oh, he's moving to Texas. And then, you know, people kind of just assumed that he would be leaving the franchise because he's not going to be in LA anymore. But I think- I don't know what, what he fully came out and said, but I know that he, I believe he said he's not leaving or planning to leave the franchise anytime soon. So gotcha. that's good news. <laughs> good news. We can't have Chris go anywhere anytime soon. No, we, need our, we need our daddy Chris, Chris Harrison. Yes, daddy Chris Harrison. <laughs> Love that. Oh my God, it's so funny. So awesome. All right, guys. Well, that is our uh, initial segment. And then now we are going to play for you our interview with Reality Steve. And we just want to thank him again for coming on our show. Um, It was awesome to talk to him and kind of get like a very different perspective on Bachelor Nation than we have had in the past um, with he kind of describes himself in the interview as Bachelor Nation public enemy number one. Um, (laughs) So I'm super excited for you guys to listen to that. So we will play that now for you guys. And we hope you enjoy. Enjoy. So all right, let's get started. Um, We're so excited to have a staple from the Bachelor community and the king of all things Bachelor Nation spoilers. So welcome to the Bachelor Degree podcast, Reality Steve. Thanks for having me on. Great to be here. Thank you. Yeah, we're we're super, super excited to have you. Um, So we wanted to just like jump in first with an initial question of like, how did you get started as Reality Steve? Like, how did this come about? (laughs) Yeah, uh, God, it's been so long. 2003, 2004, I was just writing recaps for other reality shows and was sending them in emails to friends and then people are like I want to be on the email list and it just kind of exploded from there and uh, the next dating show that was starting happened to be um, Trista's season of The Bachelorette so I hadn't watched the first two Bachelors I knew about it I hadn't watched them and then the first season of The Bachelorette came after Bachelor 1 and Bachelor 2 so I started there and then ever since then I just started writing recaps about the show every week and at that point, it became something of, I just started to develop a following. So people expected me to write recaps, and I did. And I just did it for fun. I hoped, I, I think in the back of my mind, I was hoping that maybe somebody would read it and enjoy what I wrote and, you know, offer me a freelance job. But I mm-hmm. never sold myself. I never sent my articles to anybody. I just put it out there. And I was just like, it because I had a job at the time and I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, if something comes of it, great. If not, no big deal. I probably should have hustled a little bit more, but I didn't. <laughs> and then in 2009, I got my first spoiler and that's when things changed. That's when I realized, okay, the audience grew, which 2009, it started to become a thing where you could really make money on the internet. So mm-hmm. with ads and stuff. So I started that. Um, I, I didn't put, actually, I didn't put my first ad on until 2010. And then 
uh, in January of 2010. And then August of 2011, it became my full-time job and I quit what I was doing. And um, it's been that way ever since. Wow. So That's super cool. Yeah. How did you come up with the brand name Reality Steve? Like, did it start that way? <laughs> or because I feel like that's how everyone knows you now. And, you know, so how did that come about? It did. And I really want to say that there was a lot of charts and graphs and a dry erase board. And I was going through all these names. But honestly, I was just like, oh, my name's Steve and I'm covering reality TV shows. Let me just go with reality Steve. And that's what it was. Mm -hmm. It really was not a lot of thought put into it. Uh, I didn't think it would ever become what it did. So you got to remember, this was 2004, where it was still early stages. I mean, there was no Twitter. There was no social media. Um, mm -hmm. Blogs were kind of a, starting to become a thing back then. So it was like, it just started out as like a blog on, uh, I can't even remember the format that it was. And um <laughs> blog I think it was like blogspot.com is where I did it it was just realitysteve.blogspot.com or something like that and uh and I didn't know the technical side of things so I had a friend helping me with it and um it just it's gone through different variations over the years it's been pretty much the same for the last 10 but those first six years I was changing it a lot yeah that's pretty cool though because I feel like now it's just reality steep everyone knows who you are which is really cool yeah <laughs> um so initially you had said you were obviously blogging um about reality shows and so how did you become interested in doing it like on the bachelor franchise that's the crazy thing um it really just started with um like I said Trista season popped up and then mm -hmm. I started covering it. And then when Trista season ended, they were just like, are you going to do the next season of Bachelor? And I said, okay. So it was just one of these things where I think the dating shows were easy to cover. I, that's why I went with it. We've all dated. And at the time that this started, I was 20, 27, 28 years old. So I was in like the prime of my dating life. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, we can, all, we can all relate to going out on dates. And this is a little bit different because it's being done on TV. But at that point, it was just easy to write about. It was such a silly show. It was easy mm. to make fun of. And, uh, and that's what I did. And that was pretty much how it carried from there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, there's a lot of content to talk about when it comes to The Bachelor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Endless <laughs> amounts. So... <laughs> In terms of spoilers, what season did you get the most spoilers for? Or has it like progressively grown over the years? Jason Mesnick season was the first season I had a spoiler. And that was just the ending. And then from there, it kind of grew to where I started getting more and more. Then it started becoming like, oh, I had the final four before the season started. And then it became, oh, I know all, who all the contestants are before the ABC even announces them. And then it's like, oh, I've got every episode detail before the show even starts. And so it just kind of gradually grew. These last couple seasons with, with Claire and Tasha and now Matt's, with the one location shoot, it's been a little bit difficult to get episode by episode breakdowns because they're not doing any dates in public. So it's hard to kind of suss out who's where and what and at what time. But yeah, yeah. Um, that's basically, it, it all kind of grew. I mean, there were so many seasons where I had everything laid out before the first episode. So they all just kind of run together for me. I can't remember off the top of my head, which ones I, you know, was missing a few things here and there, but it's up until these last two seasons, it's been pretty accurate. Wow. 
that's kind of, that's so crazy that, you know, you already have it all planned out or know exactly what's going to happen. And so that's something um, Jill and I had listened to your um, podcast episode with Nick Vile. And you had said on there that it started when someone came to you and had a spoiler. It wasn't like you went looking for it. So is that still the case now where people are still coming to you or is it you doing your own digging to try and find out what happened? It's a combination of both. I'd say um, it's more or less because of the Reality C brand that has been built People just kind of, like you said at the beginning, it's kind of synonymous with Bachelor spoilers. Like, oh, The Bachelor's starting. Oh, it's Reality Steve. Let me go see what's happening. Or if anybody does hear something about the show, they like to tell me because they know I'm The Bachelor spoiler guy. So it works out that way. Now, when someone tells me something, sometimes it's not all complete. And that's where I have to dig more. And that's where I have to go find out stuff myself because mm-hmm. they only know certain bits. And um mm-hmm. that's where I have to kind of take over and be like, okay, now where can I go with this bit of information I've been given? And look, I've been told things about this show. I'd say 95% of the stuff I'm told, I don't post. It's just this, there's so many things now, especially in 2020 that, you know, you can't run with without any sort of receipts of anything. And the things Mm -hmm. that I've heard about contestants and um, things that happen behind the scenes that I can't say without, immediately being jumped on by the social media police of, well, how do you know this? Well, it's like, I, I can't tell you how I know it because I'm giving up a source and I'm not going to give up a source. So it's like, I have to keep my mouth shut on a lot of things now. And unfortunately, um, I try to just keep it now to just what we're going to see on television. I'll, I'll give behind the scenes stuff on dates and stuff like that. Um, but if it's something fairly major, unless there's receipts involved now, you almost can't do it. Yeah. For sure. So I know you mentioned before that obviously this has become so big that it's your full-time job now. So do you have a team of people that you work with or is it still just you? Just me. Uh, I have a, I have my webmaster who runs the, the technical side of my website since I don't know how to do any of that stuff. But uh, he, he does that. The podcast is all done on my own. I, I learned that myself. Uh, and that was something that you know, I have a background in radio. My college was, I, all I wanted to do was be in radio when I was in college. I wanted to have my own sports talk show and I got into sports talk radio right after college, but then I realized I didn't want to be in it anymore. Um, but I've always enjoyed radio. I've always enjoyed the anonymity of radio. Not that people mm-hmm. don't know who I am, but just a voice behind a microphone. Mm-hmm. I've never had an interest in being on TV or anything like that. So I've always, so, I, so when podcasts started to become a thing, mm-hmm. It was interesting to me, but I knew nothing about it. I didn't know how to start it. I didn't know what I was going to do. And somebody, and so this was in 2016. I remember it specifically. I started my podcast in December of 2016. So we just passed four years. And somebody had came to me that's one of my readers, had a podcast of her own, a very small podcast, and said, I'll, I'll help you out in any way you can. And I was like, okay, how do I start? I have no idea what to do. I had no equipment, nothing. And I remember it was literally, we got on FaceTime every day for two weeks straight for probably two hours a night. And every night we'd go over something new about what she needed to, well, first off, she sent me a list of every equipment thing that I needed to buy to set up. And I was like, okay, let me get this. And so we had to wait for it all to come in. And Mm -hmm. so then once it came in, it's like, okay, plug this into this and do all this. And here's what you're going to do here. And it was so much more than I expected. So I had no idea, but I, I'm, I'm always be thankful to her because 
she's the reason this podcast got on the air. I was just a fan that wanted to help me out, but it took a lot of help. It was every night, Monday through Friday for like two weeks straight for two hours a night, we were on the phone. It seemed like uh, on FaceTime <laughs> for, her to walk me through, for her to walk me through everything. I mean, I was oblivious. So maybe it's, maybe it won't take that much for somebody who has some sort of background in audio engineering, but I knew nothing. So <laughs> Yeah. I yeah. mean, we can kind no, of even just, uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Just like, I was just going to say with us, like we're both, obviously we're communications majors. So I'm, uh, you know, going into broadcast journalism um, and Jill and photography. So like we go to a communication school, but even starting this, we were like, okay, what do we need? Like, how do we even navigate this? And luckily we have a school that can provide some of that to us. Yeah. Um, but it's it's difficult in the beginning for sure that's great that you guys are doing it. i mean starting now and in, in college like when i was in college there, i mean there were just so many things that weren't available to me the internet was literally just starting out right i mean i remember my email address in 1996 it was my first email address was my college email address you know right and so it's a different time now i wish i was going to college nowadays but yeah um that's great that you guys are starting now this will be beneficial <laughs> yeah um and we wanted to ask about so where did you go to college i went to loyola marymount university in los angeles it's about literally two minutes from lax airport um oh, okay. it's right uh it's right in uh it's kind of westchester uh playa del rey area uh okay. jesuit college small college about about 4500 undergrads so it was a small private college but um I grew up in Southern California, so uh, that's where I ended up going. My best friend from middle school went there, and uh, we graduated together, so that was one of the main reasons I went. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, so you're, I think, as you mentioned before, your initial career aspirations were to be on the radio and have your own show, and is that sort of how you, like, how did you make the transition over to what you were doing before into what you've made your brand now? Yeah, I... <sighs> So my sports talk radio career pretty much ended 2008. And then I was just working for my dad and I had no, I had nothing like set goals set for myself of what I wanted to do. I really didn't. I was just like, I'm going to work for my dad and we'll see what happens. I didn't, I wasn't, um, I didn't really have anything set to do. Um, but I was doing reality Steve for fun on the side. And then when I got that spoiler, then someone came to me and said, you can make money on the internet. You realize that, right? And that's how mm -hmm. I transitioned, but it wasn't because I went after it. It was <laughs> kind of fell on my lap. And then someone again agreed to help me and, um, and it's just kind of taken it from there. But then once I realized I can make a living off of what I was doing, mm -hmm. then I realized, okay, I don't need to do anything else. I can quit working for my dad and make this a full-time job. Yeah. That's super cool. Um, kind of cool how that just sort of happened, like you said, fell into your lap. Yeah. Um, so in terms of now, you know, being Reality Steve and having this brand that you do, um, what kind of backlash have you received? Because I'm sure there's there's quite a bit from Bachelor Nation contestants or even just Bachelor Nation fans. Like, what does that looked like over the years? Um, it's more so the fans. Bachelor Nation contestants don't really contact me as much anymore they're aware of who i am but they i'm kind of public enemy number one of this franchise so they realize that if they are part of anything i do they get a little scared that um it's not good for them um the fans have since social media has expanded the 
fans have gotten a little out of control in terms of expectations, um, zero boundaries of, you know, I mean, it's kind of like with anything, you know, especially on the internet and just mm-hmm. anybody can say anything with zero repercussions outside of like a terroristic threat or a death threat publicly that you make to somebody. Somebody can just say how much they hate you and hate your guts and all this stuff. And it's just, it's so free now for people to do it. I'd say that has taken on a, a life of its own. Um, I haven't gotten any death threats, but just the vocal people that think that they know you and form an opinion about you. Um, it's not, it's, 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 it's way less, it's way more now than it ever was. And it's getting worse because people just have no shame. And, um, and you can't even, and it's, it's almost even hard to uh, have an opinion out there at all without pissing somebody off. Somebody who does like, I remember back in the day, and it just, it's probably because you just, there was less access to me. There was no social media. There was no Instagram. There was no Twitter. You couldn't give me your opinions. And most people wouldn't take the time to email me. Um, but, you know, you say something about a contestant that's remotely snarky or remotely sarcastic someone who likes that contestant will be like, why do you hate them so much? It's like, I don't hate them. I'm making fun of the show. Like, if you don't get that, I've been, this has been my brand for 17 years to make fun of this show. And trust me, I am, I am a thousand times lighter on contestants than now than I was back in 2003 when there was no feedback. And I was just a 27 year old punk ass, just literally um, saying horrible things about these contestants. I'll be the first to admit it. And I've changed. And, um, but you know, you just can't say anything anymore without somebody. It's just amazing. And I, every season I'm just like, I cannot believe that that set somebody off. Like go on, go on any one of their Instagram accounts and read some of the comments that people are making about them. It's a thousand times worse than what I just said. And yet here you are just so upset at me because I don't happen to like something that uh, somebody said on TV and I'm just Mm -hmm. like making a comment or making a sarcastic response to it. It's, Mm -hmm. it's crazy. Yeah. I think I even remember at one of like the after the final roses or one of the tell-alls, they had a segment of where they brought people on and were sharing tweets of like people saying these really just nasty and horrible things. And it's crazy how people can just like hide behind a screen and there's no repercussions of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it sucks. It's part of society now. Um, And the thing that the worst part is it's not changing, you know, unless Twitter or Instagram, install something where it's one strike and you're out. You say one thing that's offensive and you get your account suspended. But you know what? Even if they did that, somebody that vile and that willing to call people out on the internet and say nasty things is going to find another way to make another account. Like you're not going to stop them. And that's the problem. Um, There really isn't a solution is the problem because Mm -hmm. people are going to be mean and people are going to be cruel and people are going to say racist things and threaten people uh, on the internet until the end of time, as long as social media is a thing, as long as Twitter is a thing, or mm-hmm. Facebook groups are a thing, or chats are a thing, and message boards are a thing. Mm-hmm. It's never changing, unfortunately. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like especially now that we've been going through this pandemic, and everyone was home for such a long time, like I feel like it becomes easier to just sit there and be like an internet troll. Um, because you have all that time which you know and and, and you probably have a lot of anger built up i mean it's just not fun Mm -hmm. it hasn't been a fun last nine months for anybody i mean i mean some people maybe this didn't affect uh their work but it 
I think people obviously are just also frustrated about what's mm-hmm. going on in the country and um, that maybe yeah. they've lost their job. So yeah, they, they lash out, but it doesn't make it right. It doesn't. And like I said, it's just the worst part is there's no solution to this. As long as Twitter is available and Instagram is available, all you can do is report them. Maybe they'll get their account disabled, but they'll just find another one to create. So kind of touching on the subject of like internet trolls and people coming like at you or whatever it is like have you ever had a contestant create sort of like almost like beef with you like do you or that Mm -hmm. animosity um not to where we went back and forth publicly I've never had a public beef with any contestant where it was just this constant back and forth I mean there's people that have rubbed me the wrong way and Mm -hmm. I think after anybody that listened to the Nick Vile interview is very well aware that um him and I just don't see eye to eye um, and I'm not a fan of that interview. I'm not a fan of what he did. I'm not a fan of how he approached it. Um, and so I have, you know, I, I agreed to do that. You know, look, I was the first, I asked him first to come on my podcast. He gave me a non-answer and then came back to me a month later and said, Hey, why don't you come on mine? And he had an agenda. And um, after it all aired, I, I don't respect that at all. And uh, I don't respect his, um, what he did. And, um, but and I've just left it at that. I don't talk about, I, I just, I don't talk about him. Um, mm-hmm. And I've just kind of left it at that. So I'm just trying to think any public beefs, not really. Um, privately, very few. Uh, I just think people are so, some of the contestants are very scared to talk to me and uh, say anything. So, mm-hmm. which is fine, you know, is <laughs> yeah. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is what it is. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, so in terms of putting these spoilers out, um, you know, can you tell us of a time maybe when you got something wrong and like, what is that process? Like, do you, do you immediately retract the statement? You know, like, what do you do when that happens? Well, the thing is anything that I get, I don't work for the show. I don't work on the show. So nothing I get is firsthand knowledge. Everything that I get, I'm only as good as what the sources tell me. And so now it's become an issue where it's sources are telling me stuff and I have to vet out, okay, is this good enough to run with? And most of the time it is, but I've been wrong. I, I mean, initially wrong on who Rachel chose, who Hannah Brown chose, but I eventually corrected it when someone else came and said, that's wrong and here's why. And it's like, okay, well, that's good enough for me to take back my initial spoilers. So um, the only season since I've been spoiling where I said, this is the winner and the finale aired and that wasn't who I said was Desiree's season. And that was just a situation where I just had the wrong, I mean, the person who told me was wrong. And um, I don't really know to this day exactly what happened. It was so long ago, it was like 2013. So (laughs) I I kind of forgotten how the whole process was that season. Um, But uh, I, that was the only one that's ever been wrong in terms of from beginning to end. Like Mm -hmm. I said, I was wrong on Rachel's season initially I said she was engaged to Peter, but I think about two or three weeks into her season, I said, actually, that's wrong. It's she's engaged to Brian, which ended up happening. And then uh, Mm -hmm. same thing with Hannah Brown. I thought that she was with Tyler, changed that to Jed uh, and then broke the whole Jed stuff with the ex-girlfriend. Like there have been times where I'm wrong, but that's why I'm seeing people ask me about how, what's your record of how you've been right or wrong. I'm just like, well, it depends on what you're asking because (laughs) I've been wrong initially quite a few times. But Mm -hmm. if you're asking, if somebody sat down the day of the finale and went to my site and 
looked for the spoiler of who did this person cho choose? I've only been wrong once, and that was Desiree's season. Mm -hmm. So yeah, interesting. Now yeah, this past season, I wasn't too. This past season, I wasn't terribly confident. Like I posted <laughs> before the season that Tasha was with Zach, but I said the engagement didn't happen. Mm. Right. So that part was mm -hmm. wrong. Like the person was right, but the detail of the engagement was wrong. Mm -hmm. But yeah. the day of the but the day of the finale, I said yes, they are engaged. So, right. you know, like I said, it's it's a you know, up until Tasha's season and even Claire for before this season, three of the last five seasons have what happened in the finale. By the time we got to the after the final rose, had changed. So now it's just become yeah. you can't. And that's when I talk about expectations from fans. It's like, it's not good enough for them if I tell them who wins before the season, mm -hmm. because that might change by the end of the season. They could change their mind. Ari did it. Um, yep. You know, uh, Hannah Brown had already broken up with Jed. Uh, <laughs> and then who was the other one? Um, uh, Ari, Hannah Brown, and there was a third there. Uh, oh, Peter. Peter's season. Oh, right. Yeah. Peter. Of course. Hannah Ann, <laughs> got engaged to Hannah Ann. And then by the end, he was maybe starting something with Maddie. And then two <laughs> weeks later, he's with Kelly. So, yeah. yeah I mean, it's just, right. it's constantly changing. And as people, mm -hmm. like, look, I, I know more than 99% of the people out there about this franchise, but I, I'm ex apparently I'm expected to know every single detail. And sometimes I just don't know. And um, right. it just, it gets annoying, you know, when people ask, Anytime a story comes up in Bachelor Nation, whether it comes, you know, shows up on Us Weekly or people, I'm immediately bombarded with, did you see this? What does this mean? Or whatever. It's just like, I, mm -hmm. sometimes I'm seeing it for the first time, but right. it's just, yeah. it's difficult sometimes. Yeah. Right. And I feel like, you know, like you were saying, the past couple of seasons have been so unconventional in the way that they've ended that like, even Jill and I on this podcast, were like expecting like something different to happen than just a proposal where like something's going to blow up and she's not going to end up with someone. So yeah. I was kind of surprised when Tasha and Zach ended up together because I don't look at spoilers. I try to keep it as like, I want to be as surprised as possible. Um, but yeah, it's kind of it was normal this season. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I said, as normal before, as it could be. before Claire and Tasha's season, three of the last five did not end normally, you know, with yeah. just, all right, here we go. Final down to the final two and you know, choose someone, but yeah, no, it, it's definitely changed. Um, and I expect more craziness in the future. <laughs> yeah. So as, um, like communication majors and Maddie's a journalist, do you consider yourself to be a journalist? I've been asked this a few times and <laughs> I, I, I always say no, because I didn't, I didn't graduate with a degree in brought in journalism. I wasn't okay. a I had to do a lot of writing for my communications major. Major, I had to do a senior thesis uh, for mm -hmm. my communications senior year. Um, but I'm not a journalism major. I didn't go to journalism school. So does that mm -hmm. mean I can't call myself a journalist? I've always said, yes, that's why I don't call myself a journalist. <laughs> but I do have covering this show and becoming as ingrained in this franchise as I have, and my name has become synonymous with Bachelor Nation. Mm -hmm. I do have to take... Um, some journalistic uh, rules uh, when I report things. Um, I probably was a little bit looser with those rules three or five years ago. And I didn't mm -hmm. vet out things maybe as good as I should. And I kind of ran with stuff right when I first got it. Now I'm a little more protective and a little more secure of, okay, wait a second. I have to almost do run down a list of things before I run with something. And I don't mm -hmm. think I did that before. In fact, I know I didn't. 
Right. So you're kind of, your fact checking process has gotten more extensive. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It was more of, you know, somebody told me something and I immediately just put it out there. It's just like, I can't, (laughs) you can't do that. Um, Right. Even if it's just, Hey, this is what I'm hearing. Because even if I say, this is what I'm hearing, Mm -hmm. it's immediate because it came out of reality. Steve's mouth, it immediately becomes reality. Steve is reporting. It's just like, Mm -hmm the game of telephone immediately becomes, it's like, no, it's not what I'm reporting. It's like, well, what do you, if, what do you want me to say? Because there are things I know firsthand and there are things I know secondhand and there are things I know thirdhand. Mm -hmm. Um, But even something firsthand, that would be kind of giving away a source. So I kind of have to just leave it as here's what I'm hearing, but it might be something that I actually know, but I can't say I know it because of the story itself, the subject matter itself would give away if I say I know this then I'm giving away my source because then it's basically <laughs> coming from that person that's involved in the story right, and I don't, right. don't want to you have to protect sources so mm-hmm. it gets a little tricky if I say I'm hearing it immediately no matter even if I say it it immediately becomes this is fact and it's right. no it's not fact there are mm-hmm. things that I put out there that you can take as fact and there are things I put out there that I'm like well this is what I'm hearing like an example for the next uh, Bachelorette season that starts filming in March. Like, I've heard a location that they're filming. I haven't put it out there yet because I haven't <laughs> got it confirmed. But I have heard um, where they're filming next season. I haven't put it out there yet. But if I were to put out this city and say I'm hearing this, it would immediately turn into the people that you know cover my site and cover what I do would immediately say. Reality Steve is saying the next season is filming here. I'm just saying, well, this is what I'm hearing right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's true or not. So mm-hmm. if I'm just hearing something, do I even put it out there? Before in the past, I did. Now mm-hmm. I don't even bother with it because it's so annoying if it ends up being wrong. I thought you said they were filming here. I said, I heard it was filming there. Like, yeah. It's very, very, so much different than it was five, 10 years ago. Trust me. Right. Yeah. So that's crazy that you start hearing about even The Bachelorette when The Bachelor obviously hasn't even aired. So do you start hearing about like women's names who could be the potential next Bachelorette as well? Well, that will come from probably Matt. I mean, I'm guessing the next Bachelorette will come from Matt's, Mm -hmm. one of Matt's women. I mean, that Mm -hmm. seems to be the process that they use. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we know it's usually someone that finishes in the top four. Uh, As of right now, I know three of Matt's final four. (laughs) <laughs> so I don't know who the fourth is and that doesn't mean necessarily they finished in fourth place I'm just I just know three women who reached the final four mm-hmm. so it's tough to say I, it's probably gonna be one of them I would guess uh just mm-hmm. the way the show goes but I don't know um they could choose somebody else uh, mm-hmm. we just don't know but Hannah Brown is they've had 16 bachelorettes mm-hmm. I mean 17 if you count Tasha and Claire is <laughs> two but I'm counting it as one 16 bachelorette seasons every single bachelorette finished in the top four of their season except hannah brown who finished seventh i believe so Mm -hmm. they're pretty solid on their bachelorettes are going to come from the top four and um, so once i put that out there and once you know you see the names of the people it's you might have an idea of who could be bachelorette but i haven't heard yet about who's bachelorette okay interesting that's crazy like how early you already know um but yeah what you do yeah Uh, it's uh i mean matt's matt season starts airing monday and you know i haven't put out the spoilers yet i put out a few small things i told everybody 
um, who got the first impression rose. Um, mm -hmm. I had all the women's last names the day that they released the cast within, by the end of the day, I had all 43 of them. Um, wow. I've, I've mentioned a few things here and there of what a couple things that happened on the season, but in terms of no episode by episode breakdown or who goes home, what episode, um, mm -hmm. just trying to nail down who the final four are and who the winner. And I'm trying to get that first and, and close. Right. So. Right. But again, awesome. I could put out the, who like the winner is and it could end up changing. It could end up being <laughs> like, Oh, that, that information was wrong. I get something else. that's a little bit stronger. I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I think, I, I don't think that's the case this season, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. So we wanted to ask you um, about your, just your like thoughts on this season with Claire and Tasha, and then moving on now to, to Matt's season, you know, just kind of what you thought of the seasons. From a show aspect, they accomplished what they wanted to. They had two love stories that ended up happening. I didn't mm -hmm. think like when I reported Tasha's with Zach, but I did, they didn't get engaged and I didn't know their relationship mm -hmm. status. Clearly mm -hmm. that was wrong. They seem happy. They're in New York. Um, <laughs> And Claire and Dale are together, it seems like, all the time if you look at their Instagram stories. So <laughs> things have been going well for them. Um, it was a different season. This is the first time in the history of the show, first time in 40 seasons, that there was zero travel. Uh, you know, the dates were pretty lackluster. I mean, there's only so much you can do at, at one resort. Now, <laughs> they have already said, you've even seen in the promos for Matt's season, the dates, you know, skydiving, bungee yeah. jumping, zip cording, uh, mm -hmm. zip lining. Um, where they shot Matt season at Nemecolon Woodlands Resort in Pennsylvania mm -hmm. is a little more out in the open than La Quinta was. There just wasn't stuff to do at La Quinta. La Quinta <laughs> is a very uh, older neighborhood. It's a lot, it's got like 11 or eight or 11 golf courses. Yeah. It doesn't bode well for the bachelor or bachelorette, um, yeah. but where they shot Matt season, the dates will be a little bit better. There's still no travel. Um, but as for Tasha and, and Claire season, I think that affected it a little bit. I think the fact that it got pushed back and it didn't normally air when we usually see the bachelorette, which is May through July. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it covered, it aired during over two holidays, essentially with mm -hmm. aired, um, I just think it felt rushed and, mm -hmm. um, but they needed to put it and they wanted to put it out there. And this was one of the first shows that got back into production. So mm -hmm. it was good that they accomplished it. And then, now we're back on a normal shooting schedule for them. But mm -hmm. I thought the season was fine. They both, you know, they both found their guy and good for them. I mean, I, I hope it lasts, you know, it's tough to say, everyone asks me every season, do you think this couple will last? And I'm like, well, until one of them, until they li start living together, to me, it's just, they're just dating. There's two people that liked each other enough on a show to continue to see each other. And they're mm -hmm. just dating, even though they might have an engagement ring on. These are two people that are just dating because they're still getting to know each other. So, mm -hmm. But when one person makes a move and they move in together, I'd say that's a big deal. Um, mm -hmm. So it's like, talk to me when one of them moves. And <laughs> Dale is moving to Sacramento. I don't know what Tasha and Zach's plan is. I think it was like, we're going to have a bi-coastal relationship. Well, you can only have bi-coastal until a certain point. And then no one, <laughs> you're not going to yeah. have a bi-coastal marriage, I don't think. <laughs> Especially starting out your marriage as bi-coastal. It's one thing to get married. Like Rachel and Brian got yeah. married, were living in Miami, and then she got a job in L.A., but they're still a married couple. You're not going to get married by coastal. So mm -hmm. when that's when I just say, talk to me then when, when one of the people moves, then it's become serious. And then it looks like, okay, it looks like it's probably happening. Yeah. Fair no, enough. For sure. so I was, but overall with the season, they did what they did the best they could given mm -hmm. the circumstances of no travel. couldn't even travel domestically. Um, mm -hmm. They did the best they could. 
Yeah. That's what we were just saying before you hopped on was like bachelor was the first kind of one to hop back on and and give us something, which we were like, all right, they worked with what they had. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, they were one of the early shows. I mean, it didn't start airing until October, but the fact that once they started and they were able to complete it without any major, you know, COVID positive tests and it would have shut, you know, production down completely, then yeah, they, they really kind of got things back to normal a little bit. Um, yeah. Even though it didn't air in its normal time slot and it aired, the other thing was it aired on Tuesdays, you know, that didn't help them. This is everybody in bachelor nation knows I get my bachelor fix on Monday nights, you know, <laughs> yep, um, right. and you didn't get that this season, except for uh, the last two weeks where they had Monday and Tuesday episodes. So, mm-hmm. you know, but it seemed to work out for them. The ratings were, weren't great, but they were decent. Um, and they win their mm-hmm. two hours time slot every night. So that's, yep, what yep. that's all they care about. <laughs> so for matt james season obviously you mentioned you already have some spoilers with like the final four and who got the first impression rose so when did when do you start receiving those spoilers ahead of time like um usually i mean it's usually happening while it's filming um there's so much stuff going on um Mm -hmm. with these seasons filming in one location and they're starting to crack down a little bit on the women's and the men's social media accounts um Mm-hmm. That's why it's a little bit harder to track because in the past it was very easy because everybody that left to go film the show would turn their Instagram off or set it to mm-hmm. private. And the second they got eliminated at a rose ceremony and they got their phone back, they would go from private to public. And then I would just write it in my notes. Oh, Jim went from private to public on this night. I know he lasted to this episode. It was like they were giving me, they were the whole, <laughs> their own show was spoiling it for themselves. Their contestants were spoiling them. Uh, the show themselves however um they have now installed a mandate uh within mm-hmm. the show that nobody's allowed to do any social media activity until all of filming is over so you can't place who got home when so mm-hmm. that has changed things a little bit at least the last two seasons for for clarentatia season and matt season clarentatia's men <laughs> did not all all hopped back on uh, social media at one time same with matt's women um, it was like when filming was over, it's like, okay, I think the date was, what day was that? It was like two days before Thanksgiving. It's like all mm. of a sudden, every single one of Matt's women's Instagram accounts became public and they all started, you know, all their follower accounts started rising and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. it's, um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, so the show knows after a while, I mean, it took them, I don't know, this has been going on for probably 10 seasons. Mm-hmm. Where it was like, yeah, I'm very well aware of who's gone off the show because all I have to do is look at their Instagram account at the end of every day that I think I know a rose ceremony is happening. It's just like clockwork. <laughs> right. And I think the show caught on to that and realized, oh, crap, we have to tell them, even when you're eliminated, you cannot get back on mm. um, right. until we tell you to. So It's crazy how hard. much you can use social media to Oh yeah. Uh, to track things and figure out who's where. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome though. So we do have a couple listener questions before we let you go. Um, we had a listener write in and ask if you have a favorite bachelor or bachelorette. I've always, I always liked, I always liked Ashley Spivey. Not, not Ashley, Spivey Ashley Rosenbaum. <laughs> Ashley Spivey is my co-host on my Instagram live. Um, <laughs> but she's best friends with Ashley uh, Rosenbaum. I, Ashley and JP season, unfortunately, they just recently got divorced, but mm-hmm. were separated. But I, I always liked Ashley's season. And um, JoJo's season, I liked. Bachelor seasons, they all just kind of run together for me. Nothing really <laughs> sticks out in terms of my favorite seasons. Interesting, yeah. 
And then obviously you've probably, you've touched on it a lot, but where do you get your primary info from? <laughs> well, I can't. Give us I, your sources, reality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah unfortunately, <laughs> cannot share where I get my info from. But I, what I can say is that <laughs> because of the nature of what I do and how big the Reality Steve name brand has gotten, it just comes from a bunch of different places. Anybody that kind of seems to know anything about the show fills me in and just says, oh, I heard this. And then it just becomes a, a vetting process after that. Right. You're the go-to guy for all the spoilers, which is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> so before we let you go, we wanted to um, have give you an opportunity to just plug where they can, uh, our listeners can find you, your website, your podcast, all of that. Yeah, everything is on the Reality Steve brand. I mean, the website is realitysteve.com. My Twitter's at Reality Steve. My Instagram is Reality Steve. My Facebook fan page is the Reality <laughs> Steve fan page. And my podcast is the Reality Steve podcast, which comes out every Thursday. Awesome. <laughs> Love when it's all the same. Yeah. <laughs> easy, easy. All Reality Steve. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. We really, really appreciate it. We're so glad to have you on the show. Um, and this episode will be dropping on Friday of this week. So, um, oh yeah, it's Friday tomorrow already. I can't yes. believe it's yeah. there already. Yeah, it is. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Happy we New really Year's. appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, literally. Happy New Year. We hope you have a great New Year, and um, you yeah, wish you all the best of luck in the future. You too. Thanks for having me on. Thank you of for course. coming. Thank you. <laughs> bye. All right. Bye. All right, guys. Well, we hope you enjoyed that interview with Reality Steve um, and learned a couple new things about him and about how he got started. And uh, we're super excited for Matt James's season starting next week. And we have a lot of awesome special guests lined up for you guys. Um, we are so, so excited for the people that are going to be coming on our show this season. Um, it's just kind of getting better from here, which is awesome. And we're we're so happy to everyone that's been listening and uh, we hope you continue to listen and uh, we will be with you weekly now to recap Matt James's season of The Bachelor and update you on all things Bachelor Nation. Yes. And we will talk to you Bachelor bitches next week on The Bachelor Degree. Bye guys and happy new year. Yes. Happy new year. Oh my goodness. Bye everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye.